Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. So, how is it going, your end? Because from your WhatsApp messages, yeah. there is a lot of pooing oh. and weeing going on in your house. Yeah, I mean, I hate to start a podcast um, with poo chat, but I'm going for it. Um, we are potty training kit, and it's something that I haven't really spoken loads about, actually, on our Instagram. But um, I think second time around, you're just a bit like, oh, yeah, whatever. But he's doing really well. He'll be three in April. And I very much let him lead this one. Remember the first time with Luna, I was like, do you need a wee? Do you need a wee? Do you need a wee? Do you And eventually she just stopped weeing because she was like so freaked out. She was like, just leave me alone. I think I caused her a few issues. So this time around, I just didn't mention it at all. And he started coming to me saying, you know, need a wee, mummy. Or, you know, I'd see him in the corner and be like, do you need a wee? Just like little signs were there. So it's really good. He won't, <laughs> he won't sit down to do a wee. Such a lad. So basically, yeah. I've had to get him like a little frog urinal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he calls it frog pot, but basically, he only stands up to wee, and he's obsessed with pulling his um, his dink. So like, he'll pull it around the place, and like, it's squirting up the wall. I mean, it's just it's a very oh. messy scene. This end. Thank God we're in a rented house. That's all I can say. Um, <laughs> but the pooing is slightly challenging because we're, so we're nailing. He's not in nappies anymore. I've completely got rid of them, apart from at nighttime, obviously. But the pooing, I can't, <laughs> I can't seem to make any dent in because I can see him. He like hides behind the curtains or like runs under the table, and I'm, I can hear him going, Ugh! and I'm like, Are "You doing a poo?" And he's like, "No." Aww. And then he does poos in his pants every day. So, like, help me, help me. Yeah, do you know what? It's because I can't. I think Axel started with the poo. Oh. And then went to the wee's. And then it's only recently that he started standing up for a wee, if that makes sense. Like, he he used to sit down. So I don't know what you do in that instance. Oh, my God. Every if child. anyone knows, please let us know. <laughs> Every child is so different, right? Oh, I know. Don't. It's re- Yeah, I mean, with Gigi, like, I've got no idea. Um, she talks about weeing and pooing all the time. 
Um, <laughs> but doesn't? I'm like, I'm like, all right, well, that's great for you, but I will not be doing any of that. For well, how old while. is she? So, when she two? She's eighteen months. Yeah, so she's two in June. Um, but yeah, she talks about it a lot. She says a oh, wee wee, and then she tells me when she's done a poo poo, which I think Brilliant. first time round. But first time round, I probably would have been like, oh my god, that's a sign. She needs, to, you know, I need to potty train. But actually, um she's starting nursery next week and yeah. I'll probably wait wait for them to tell me. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you, you'll know Chris and Rose from Expect the Best. I'm yes, give them a call. they will. That is a, yeah, that is a good idea. They'll be able to get Kit pooing on the potty. In the interim though, basically I'm so over the moon that we've just got a brand new washing machine because it is taking some serious damage at the moment. That's <laughs> all I can say. Um, how's your week been? Everything else all right? yeah 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 we're all fine like it's do you know what it's really strange like I know when Luna started preschool you Mm. couldn't go in could you um and I think you you don't realize how weird that is because you don't get to know like the staff as well and just I don't know things like that but actually I do wonder if it makes them settle quicker yes because they never knew you to be there like you've they've you've never been in that environment with them so they're just that's how they see it they just go there on that you know they're on on their own with these you know the teachers and and the kids so yeah it's weird but you know like I said on Instagram Gigi was being a complete idiot on her first you called her a dick a dick she was being a dick (laughs) she really was being a dick as well and um this that morning I'd really like felt bad like oh my god she's going to be going to nursery it's such a long day and you know me and Axel were just at home and I feel really bad and then she was a dick and I thought no No. don't feel bad it don't feel bad anymore off you go um and they're like oh she's so sweet and I'm like really is she like she's not like that at home um so (laughs) but they do do that they're they're really good for for certain people that are looking after them and then when it comes to you know their own parents they're just not they're not not the same no No, but I'm excited I'm really excited for her I think it's brilliant um she's gonna make some friends her own age and socialize and do all those things that we all want to do um so yeah Gigi's having more of a social life than we are she is yeah I mean she's going basically going to party every day can I just ask a question did you let her eat that play-doh yeah what yeah (laughs) she actually eating it and swallowing it um, it came out in her poo, yeah. She With her, she's so savage that I just get to a point when I'm like, you know what? All right, then. I Googled it. I was like, is Play-Doh toxic? And they're like, no. So I'm like, no. okay, fine. On you go. That's fine. She's really and enjoying think- it, actually, from, from that video. <laughs> whatever makes you happy Gigi just get crack on for those of you that didn't see it Gigi was actually eating like lumps of blue play-doh and it was all around her mouth and Georgia just let her eat it which I think is just the best parenting I've ever seen well done done. it's called lockdown over it parenting Gigi's lockdown parenting diet Gigi's lockdown diet now we're talking about confidence today and we put the box out on our Instagram we've had loads of questions in from you guys so thank you so much and this is all about how you guys are feeling you know what's going on in your world you know how you feel about your bodies um how to feel like the normal you again post having babies so yeah it's a subject that you and I talk about a lot isn't it even the other day when we were doing an order from H&M we're going to do 
some more fashion bits next week um you were like oh you know I ordered a medium and in my head I still feel that I'm a medium but actually I'm probably a small now and isn't it interesting the way our mind works yeah yeah it is yeah it's 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 it is really strange that like confidence can come at you in different, like completely different ways. You could be really body confident, but not confident at work. You can be really confident socially, mm. confident speaking in front of people. But then in other situations, you feel like you have no confidence. Mm. It's, it's a really funny thing. And I think it's something I, I hope that you get more confident as you grow up. But I also think you maybe become less confident in other areas. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, should we start? Yeah, let's get into it. This is a good one for you, G. What makes you feel you? I love that question. What makes me feel... Okay, what makes you feel you? Oh, at the moment, like, it's it's difficult because the things that I used to rely on to make me feel like me again, like going out with my friends for a drink or getting dressed up, that kind of stuff, we can't do. Um for now, making me feel like me again is getting out for a run and getting some headspace or yeah. cooking. Like I love cooking. I really, really love cooking. I angrily chop. <laughs> Hoovering <laughs> and chopping is what I do when I'm angry. So I love chopping and I like being creative and just kind of bunging things together and seeing what happens. That does make me feel like me again now. Um, for me, it's about space, I think. that That's what makes me feel like me is having a little bit of space. Love that. Um, yeah, how about you, Zoe? Yes, yeah, the same, actually, just without the cooking. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, what? Well, what are you not telling us? I produced the most unbelievable spicy coconut milk broth vegan last night I should have posted it it's it when I when I produce these things I think oh people won't will think that I haven't cooked it if I post about it so I just think <laughs> oh I'm never going to do it but my cooking is getting better and actually I really enjoyed it but for me yeah like you Georgia it's about getting space it's about sh- shutting yeah. the door to the bathroom or going out for a run or doing a hit class or just going for a walk with my sunglasses on and just getting away from everyone else that that yeah. I really reset myself and recenter myself when that's going on it makes me feel good yeah agreed um this is a good one imposter syndrome feel like this will be heightened after mat leave yeah that's interesting imposter syndrome what as in she doesn't feel like she should be at work or she should be there like I think a lot of people you know no matter how successful they are sometimes they'll turn around and be in a room full of people for instance and they'll think well what am I doing here Mm -hmm. like all you people you know not deserve to be here but yeah you you guys all deserve to be here but what you know what am I doing here I don't understand Mm -hmm. um I think that's yeah I think that is that's a difficult feeling that loads of us get though like I'm sure so you've probably had loads of moments where you've been like wow how have I got here do you know what I used to get it all the time and it sounds a bit wanky but I used to get it every single time I went to a red carpet event like a premiere or or something big like the, the national tv awards or the brit awards or whatever and I was on that red carpet facing that bank of photographers one of the most intimidating things that you can do as a human and yeah you know everybody's got their eyes on you and you're like in your head I remember just thinking like oh god I shouldn't be here like no one's going to want to take my picture and then what if I look 
awful in the pictures and what have I done in the last 12 months? Oh, I've just had a baby, you know, all this stuff. And it was just like, it, it you could see it in my face because I couldn't, I was so nervous. It would cripple me. Yeah. I would try and smile and I would do this sort of weird slanty face expression or like look terrified, which I absolutely was. So I can, and, and, and I remember one day, one of my friends saying to me, like, you are there because of what you've achieved at work. Like you are that. Look at your career you've had for the last fifteen years. Like you go onto that red carpet and you walk onto there with pride because you've achieved loads. But the little girl in me still like, oh, you know, I shouldn't be here. And there's more, more, you know, well-known people here. And it's a ridiculous thing to even talk about. And I actually have never shared that before. But that goes mm. through my head, you know, constantly because you're constantly comparing yourself, especially in the industry that I'm in, with your peers. Mm. You know, there's somebody more famous than you that's getting more headlines, and that isn't even my driver. I just want to do well at work you know yeah you're constantly punted against each other to feel like you're in competition um mm. and I just want to make amazing shows and you know record amazing conversations and and you know be a great mum but it's all the other stuff that comes with it that starts to fill your head with the the, the fears so I can really relate to imposter syndrome yeah no do you know what as well like doing this podcast like we didn't even have like a huge plan to do this did we so like we just kind of had a chat about it and then ended up doing it quite quickly and then we're you know we get to talk to some incredible people on here and sometimes I think hang on a minute like what I was in beauty marketing like two years ago how am I now chatting to like Robbie Williams wife like what how has this happened and sometimes you you think you don't deserve to be there but actually rarely people get anywhere in life that don't deserve to be where they are and I think you kind of have to remember that like at work okay you've been off because you've been on mat leave like you know you absolutely deserve to have time off to have a baby like of course you do and you were you know, you had that job and you deserve to have that job before you had your baby. So you definitely deserve it when you come back. And also I think, gosh, look what you've achieved in that year when you've had a baby as well. Like I think a lot of people grow in confidence in other areas after they've had a baby. I know I definitely don't care as much about lots of things um, since having kids. I'm a lot more confident in my decisions and a little bit more just like, do you know what? Fuck it. Like I'm going to do it because, you know, why not? Um, So I think, yeah, you need to think about what you've achieved as well. Having, Having children is a huge achievement. Yeah, Georgia, Georgia's kind of said it all there. And I think uh, the first, I will just kind of finish on the fact that I think the first six months to a year, you're constantly chasing your sort of tail between your legs and trying to please everybody and be the yes man. And, you know, yeah, you know, I'm here and I'm, you know, showing everybody that you haven't taken your sort of finger off the pulse because you're a mom and all this stuff that we saw these internal dialogues that we have with ourselves you are still the same person but that person is even bigger better more brilliant because yeah. you've been through the biggest life-changing moment and you know that only makes you more powerful yeah yeah agree. totally okay best advice for body confidence Georgia yeah this this is a weird difficult well this is a weird one right because I bet a load of you do this. You look back at photos of yourself and you look and you think, oh my God, I looked amazing then. But at the time I felt so bad. Like I did, I felt like I was, you know, I didn't like the look of my body and you think, what, what was that, you know, what was that girl thinking? And I think body confidence 
has a little part in how you actually look because if you look in the mirror and you like what you see then yeah okay you're going to feel confident and that might come from some weight loss that might come from toning up whatever it is is your trigger but ultimately being body confident is being happy Mm. um and I thought I mean I I find that really hard because some days I feel re- I feel confident and I feel happy in my body and then two days later I might not again and my body hasn't changed in those two days it's just my mind that's changed mm. um and I think it's just about having that acceptance that you know this is your body and it, it does and some amazing things um but also letting yourself have a cup you know the odd day where you don't feel confident I think that's all right as well mm. um I don't have tips for feeling body confident because I think it comes from your head yeah I think I think um if you want to look at somebody who's really doing loads for body confidence um follow Ashley James on Instagram I I know her personally and I've never been more proud of her as a person she had her baby Alfie and she is really normalizing the postpartum body it's fantastic to see it out there um you know personally speaking I've never been Um, I wasn't okay with showing that side of my body because I've always had really mixed feelings about my my body you know there have been moments where it's externally looked incredible but inside it was it was screaming and and very unhappy so there's been a weird relationship that I've had with my body throughout my whole life actually Um, it's only really now that I feel great and that's not because of the way that I look like Georgia said it's complete acceptance who I am what I stand for my morals my values the mother that I am the wife that I am the friend that I am and hopefully I'm a nice person and that all makes me feel good about me um yeah and so it doesn't like Georgia said doesn't actually matter how you look it's more about how you feel and learning to love learning to love really loving the skin that you're in and if you're not happy with you know you know I don't like getting on the scales. In fact, I never do it. But if you're not happy, if you put on a pair of jeans and they're too tight and you want to do something about it, we should celebrate that too. Yeah, I was just going to say that. I think there's a lot of pressure on us to, you know, not celebrate wanting to lose weight. Yes. But but actually, sometimes that does make you feel better. And, you know, it, it does. Like... I, you can't you can't get away from that fact like if my jeans don't fit in the morning I would feel I feel rubbish yeah. right and if I eat a bit healthier and I go and run and I exercise I feel better yeah. like that's just that's just the way it is it's not you know not for everyone but for me it, you know it does feel a bit like that sometimes so it's a really interesting world that we're living yeah. in as well where we we are absolutely okay with and we should be okay with celebrating the human form, whatever that looks like. Okay, let's just take aesthetics. So, you know, we see a range of bodies on Instagram, on our social media now, in our magazines, and we have plus size models, which is incredible, and curvy models, and, you know, all different shapes and sizes, and it's all really wonderful. But really, um, we should be able to celebrate our our body in whatever, like, you know, you should be able to celebrate it in whatever form it comes and feel that that is absolutely okay. Because like it go, like we're going back to, it's all about that mindset. Some people are absolutely okay with being um, a size 16 and love it. And that's the way they choose to be. And 
brilliant. Hats off to you. Some people want to be a size eight and we should also be okay with looking at images of women who are a size eight and not be judging them and saying, oh, you know, I bet the weight they falls off eat. them and they, don't yeah. and they don't train or anything like that. It's like some people train really hard to look a certain way and that's fine too. We need to be okay yeah. with all shapes and sizes and that includes yeah. women who are on the slighter side as well. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you, Zoe. And also, you know, it's about being healthy. Yeah. Like, that's ultimately what it is. And, you know, you can be, you know, re- really, really skinny and healthy and you eat loads or, you know, you eat enough and you train and you do all that. You could be really, really big and healthy. Like, it just, it, it's what you're putting into your body and, and whether you're exercising and how, where your mind is at. You can also be really, really slim and eat McDonald's. And yes, terribly yes. unhealthy. You know, exactly. Like you know, it's all about you know what you're putting into yeah. your body, how you feel inside your mind. So we'll be back right after this. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back. Now, where were we? How can I be more confident as a mum? I feel judged by others sometimes. Oh, Emma. Yeah. We don't like judgment on me by mamas. No, we don't. So whoever's judging you can actually F off. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think it's natural to feel like that, though. Um, and even when people aren't judging you, you can feel like they are. Mm. Um <sighs> very natural yeah like Georgia said it's very natural to feel that you've got eyes on you um but again I think that comes from from you so if you've got insecurities in any way around being a mum and you know feeling like you might be feeling like a failure or that you're not achieving things that you want to achieve or I don't know I can't sort of get inside your head but normally the feelings that people are judging them is projection so it's almost like we're judging ourselves um yeah. you know I remember going through it a lot with Luna when she was little and there was lots of stuff from my childhood that I could feel drifting into the way that I was dealing with Luna and you know the comments that I was making to other people about her and just I won't go into it but you know that was learnt behavior I knew that I was projecting so I think you know look at why 
what areas you feel you're being judged in you know and also have a think about what you're actually doing as a mum like you've had a baby you're doing the best you can you are enough completely enough more than enough and you need to start believing that um there's little tips and tricks that you can do like doing your mantras in the mornings making sure that you go back and listen to our Caroline Britton episode about you know putting a protective bubble around yourself making sure that you've boosted yourself up so that you can face the day and also Mm -hmm. if anybody's judging you just turn around to them and say excuse me this is my child and I'm doing the best for that child so please back off yeah it says more about them as well than it does about you I have terrible confidence issues both work and socially any tips for speaking up this is tricky um I think a lot of people are like this actually Mm. um they find it hard in certain situations to speak up I've been through it myself more more so at work um than socially I mean I I think that when we become a mum even the language Mm. that is used around becoming mum you know you go to you know pre-covid you would go to an appointment are you mum no I'm I'm Zoe my name is Zoe Hardman I have a name Zoe Zoe Zoe. (laughs) not that hard you know I'm a mum but I'm not just mum you know and I think even that sort of like language around it it can make you feel like you vanished yeah so much to another human every waking hour every sleeping hour they're sapping the life out of you and yes you're growing in abundance in love but your confidence and the sort of building blocks I always think inside they're slowly being taken away one by one and at the end or you know when you come out of the baby bubble or if you decide to go back into work um, you feel you've got no voice because You've spent the last year on mat leave, you know, listening to Peppa Pig and going goo goo gaga gaga ga. And it's like, <laughs> actually, you know, I don't want to say goo goo gaga anymore. I want to speak about yeah. work and things that inspire me and things that make me feel alive. But then where is that voice gone? So um, at that point, for me, the advice I would give to you is work on figuring out what your passions are, what you love what sets you on fire so setting like little goals um yeah a chart I love writing in pads like what what I'm loving this week or things that have made me feel happy or you know conversations that have inspired me or articles that I've read or you know and I just I try and build up those pieces back inside me that used to make me me and at that point I feel like like my like my jug is topped up you know, with, with love again and, and, you know, right up to the brim. And I'm like, right, I can handle this because I'm me. Yeah, I was just going to, so absolutely everything you said, and I was just going to chip in by saying, I think sometimes, you know, at work, it, it can feel difficult to speak up because you might have a lot of overpowering voices in the room. Um, and something I used to do is I used to set myself little challenges. Yes. Like, and if I knew I was going into a meeting where you know, people just speak over each other, you know, there might be someone in the room who doesn't want to hear anyone else. Like th- that goes on a lot. I used to set a li- myself a little challenge. Firstly, go into the meeting so prepared. So you're so confident with 
you know what you're saying and you know if you know you know everything that's going to come at you but just set a challenge like let today I'm just going to get one point across rather than trying to get 10 that you've got just trying to get one point across and then once you've done that it becomes easier and then the next time you go and you think right okay I'm going to get this across and this across in this meeting and then you go for that and then eventually people start to notice that you are speaking up and they almost wait for you to speak um, and it just becomes easier so yeah, yeah that's really good advice really good little advice. goals little, little goals. goals yeah have no confidence trying to establish a career after being a stay-at-home mum for the past five years and there's another one similar I haven't worked for yep. two years yep. by choice yeah I think you know what write a list of all of the strengths that you have being a mum like there's so like there's so much I mean look at our time management look what we fit into a day like putting others first um working as a team um crisis management <laughs> compassion like, there's, <laughs> yeah there's Struggling. so I mean yeah god like there's actually so many things that we're doing on a day-to-day basis um and kind of go from there I mean I think if if you can sort of show an employer just how much you can achieve and you do achieve in a day, then that should give you the confidence. The skills that you've learned as a mum, you can easily transfer them yeah. into another job. Like yeah. they are transferable skills. Um, so yeah, I'd write them all down though so that you can keep remembering all of the things that you achieve every day. Yeah, and like, wow, you've stayed at home for the last five years and been the most incredible parent. Like, well yeah. done, hats off. What an amazing start that you've given your kids as well. Like, don't think that that's a bad thing. That's not a negative. That is incredibly amazing and you should be so proud of yourself for doing that. Um, and now, like like George just said, just think about everything that you've learned over the last five years and channel that into something because you've totally got this like this is not a hindrance this every every choice and decision that if you have to go back to work straight away that's also a wonderful thing because you know you learn how to to kind of be the jack of all like you're just having to sort of juggle you can juggle throw yourself into anything like I I just this negative connotation around being mum and you know oh I've only done this and I haven't it's like we're raising humans we are super women super women It is the hardest job. Hardest job in the world. Um, Yeah. I've just read this one. I think we should touch on it. Um, Constantly exercising and depriving myself of treat food in attempt to get my pre-baby body back. Help. I just, that just makes me want to cry because I really can relate to that in obviously, you know, having had a real problem with food over the years I can understand that relationship where you're just like you think that if you look a certain way you're going to be happy Mm -hmm. it's like oh I've got my baby body back this goes back to what Georgia and I were saying about this acceptance that um you may never look the same again and and really yes I get it because I like to look a certain way and I can understand that I'm not ashamed to say that either you know I work Mm -hmm. hard at it but fundamentally I've been the happiest I've ever been you know, a stone heavier than I would like to be because I just had a baby or two stone heavier. I just had a baby. But when I broke it down, I knew that I needed to get back to a place where I was able to stand in the mirror and love my body. Now that was for me 
also working on the mental side of it and how, you know, the relationship that I have with my body constantly. So, you know, constantly exercising and depriving yourself of, of treats, you know, to, to get to a certain place. And when you get to that certain place, you might not even feel good anyway. Stop, exactly. stop, stop doing it. Stop doing it. Yeah. Stop punishing yourself like that. It, you know, yeah. you, you've got to be able to look in the mirror and love the skin that you are regardless of the dress size you've got to yeah absolutely I also think I think it's quite difficult to come to terms with not even just after you've had a baby but as you get older um maybe you're just not meant to be that way you know Mm. like if you've got to go to extremes to get to a certain look or size it's probably because your body is not meant to be like that some people can eat pasta and chocolate and cheeseburgers and all that kind of stuff and you know sustain a certain size it's not healthy like that is not healthy others can't I think you just have to try and get to a point where you're comfortable in the body that you're in when you're fueling it in the right way totally you know like yeah like if I'm if I go crazy eating chocolate and sweets and all that I won't be happy with the way my body looks but equally I'm not putting the right things into my body so if you're eating a balanced diet and exercising that is the way your body should look like that's that's how your body should look when you're putting the right things in and exercising. You shouldn't be going to any kinds of extreme. Yeah, and I, and I know this. This is a sort of you know people who you know are maybe you know a, a, a bigger than me. They they might hear this and think, oh, how ridiculous. But you know, I was a size six and I was keeping myself a size six. You know, after my kids, I don't want to be a size six anymore. I, I, I'm not mm. happy as a size six. I, like you said, I know what being a size six takes for me to get there and I don't ever want to go back there because I want to eat half a bag of bloody you know mini cheddars and some some mini eggs just everything that's mini basically (laughs) um and like you know be healthy and everything else but also treat myself I I think that's Georgie you've really hit the nail on the head there with like being a certain way but being as healthy as you can whatever your body looks like when you're putting the right fuel into it that's what we're talking about that's how you 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 have to be naturally I guess yeah, because we are all different shapes yeah, and sizes. Yeah, so yeah. things you wish you could have told yourself to build your confidence at 21. <laughs> so many. Oh my goodness, that is so hard. You know what? My I've got one, right? And it's and I tell my um she's not my niece, she's actually my cousin, but she's a lot younger than me. It's okay to be different. Like mm. I think you know, there's so many like teenagers and, you know, people in their early 20s who are morphing into each other, right? Not just from putting, you know, lip fillers in and all that kind of stuff, but they wear the same clothes. They behave in a certain way. They're following these trends to like excess where you're, it's almost like, you're being dictated how to live your whole life because of social media. You can mm. see what other people are doing at all all times. Mm. And I think actually, yeah, my one piece of advice to someone would be like, it's actually okay to be different. And that is quite often the things that make you different are the things that people admire the most about mm. you. Mm. Um, I know like in my, you know, f- friends, all of the all of the attributes that make them different are the things that I admire the yeah, most yeah. when I look at them, um, and I think yeah, that would be my one my one piece of advice is that it's actually it's absolutely fine to be different. I love that. What a lovely bit of advice. 
<laughs> I wish I'd been mates with you at 21. You could have told me that. Um, I wouldn't have told you that at 21. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, my advice would be stop focusing on how you look. Stop focusing and obsessing on beauty. Beauty, in inverted commas, and start being beautiful on the inside. Start working on being the kindest, the most supportive, the most loving, the gentlest, you know, the most loyal person you can be. Because that whole like, you know, all the images that we see and, you know, this person's really beautiful and this person's really pretty and all this bullshit that we carry around with us. It's like none of it matters. You're not you're not pretty or beautiful if you've got a horrible, nasty heart. So just um, just be the best person you could be. Yeah, that's so that's lovely. That's beautiful advice. You're beautiful on the inside and the outside. You're, so like, you. you're like a Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> you're absolutely scrumptious. Um, <laughs> a Ferrero Rocher, nutty. So we can't really do products around building your confidence because, like we've said in this recording, it is a feeling. And I think it's there's so many different components that can build your confidence or knock your confidence. So we're going yeah. to talk about things that can help um, I just make you feel better and improve your mood and your Give you overall a little well-being. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Do you want to kick us off, Zoe? Yes, because um, we, we did discuss kind of going, well, actually, sometimes buying an amazing new set of underwear can make you feel good, but actually that's only momentarily. Uh, yes. And then you've got exactly. to address really what's going on in your mind so yeah we we thought we'd kick off with manifesting now Georgia doesn't manifest or has done it and doesn't really get anything out of it no I I do I've read books on it and I think I do it anyway if that makes sense she is guru guru in a weird way yeah so I've only just started doing it, I, I think in the last month, and that's off the back of following Roxy, who's obviously mate of the podcast as well. Yes. And I basically, every single morning before I get up, I say, and I repeat it five times, you are kind, you have a good heart and you are enough. And I've just been saying it on repeat and it's, I just feel a lot calmer and I just feel like because I've been saying it out loud that is actually what's happening and that is actually who I am and I just feel better about myself I really do because I have I've had been having some fairly bad days in lockdown you know quite mm. quite quite big lows and I just feel a bit more centered yeah see actually it's interesting you say that as manifesting because I was thinking manifesting as in like things I want to happen so you know like I see people do vision boards and that kind of stuff and like right. putting it putting something on a vision board like does nothing for me like everything is internal like all, you know like I've thought about all the things I want to happen but I don't do as you say like those mantras as in like you are enough I don't yeah. do that and I probably I probably should maybe give that, that a go so yeah maybe, maybe a little bit of chanting and mantras bit of self-love yeah, yeah a bit of self-love <laughs> Do you know what though? I am into reading like sort of growth self-help books. I don't like saying self-help books, but you know the kind of books that you come away and you can take something from. Yeah. Um so sometimes that's like really like, you know, not silly, but like fluffy books like the Studio McGee book on how they've built <laughs> how they've built their business. But I can still take something away from it, right? But there's a book which is absolutely on my list and it's the life-changing magic of not giving a fuck. Yeah. And there's another one um who our producer Charlotte has read and and it's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I love that concept. Like, it's the whole don't sweat the small stuff thing. Number three, and listen, Georgia and I talk about getting active all the time, but 
in terms of building and boosting your confidence and making you feel good and getting your endorphins going getting active is the best way in our opinion to do that and that you know what some that isn't going out for a 5k run because for some people that's torture and that is not going to be good for your mental health it's not going to make you feel good if you don't enjoy doing it getting active is getting up getting out and like changing your mindset into that like positive you know I'm going to get outside in the universe go be with nature nature is the best healing source um, yeah. and just makes you feel wonderful um, so yeah. yeah for us it's just all about even if it's not getting a sweat on it's about getting your heart rate going and just yeah just move it. what you can yeah move yeah. around if dance about, yeah that's what I was going to say dance yeah. um, like if yeah if you love dancing then yeah just whack on some music or I'm sure there's like loads of like dance vi- you know videos you can follow on YouTube actually yeah. Sarah who came on the podcast yes. um, she does a live dance class on a Friday dance with um, Sarah yeah yeah dance with Sarah so that you know something like that exactly um this is a bit of a random one but changing small habits can make you feel amazing so it, it, I think it's one of those things like if you have a goal and you smash that goal then you do feel incredible but they don't this doesn't have to be like huge 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 things like running marathons and stuff like that or I'm giving up like, smoking yeah exactly yeah, yeah it doesn't yeah. have to be huge so I I've got a real issue with the amount of tea I drink right and I go through phases where I'm like nope that's it I'm having one cup of tea a day and that's it no more and I'll do it for like two weeks and then I'm like oh but I miss my old friend the cup of tea you're I the tea it. whore I am the tea whore it's been with me through thick and thin like <laughs> I celebrate with a cup of tea and I I don't know what's the opposite of celebrate commiserate with a commiserate with a cup of tea exactly so now instead of doing that I decided that every morning before I have a cup of tea I'm going to down a big glass of water and then every other cup of tea I drink I'll pour myself a glass of water with that and I have actually cut down on the amount of tea I drink because by the time I've drunk that glass of water I often don't want the cup of tea um, but also I'm not hard on myself about it because it's like I'm offsetting the dehydration of the tea with the hydration of the water um, so yeah even just like teeny little things like that I love that you've just strung that out for about three minutes. Um, The final one is, um, again, it's just like a little mantra, like treating your mind like you would treat your best friend. And I think that goes for the people around you as well, like your partner. Um, I'm so guilty at kind of lashing out at Dawes and snapping at him and being a bit of a bitch to him for, you know, on occasion. I'm like, I wouldn't be an arsehole like this to my friend and I wouldn't beat myself up. I've had so many issues with body image and you know all that kind of stuff in the past that I was just punishing my myself and yeah if you can kind of get into the mindset and actually Ashley James touched on it on the podcast on Tuesday where she was like if you can treat your um, post-pregnancy belly the same that you would treat your pregnancy belly and just show it some love it's the same for our minds it's the same for ourselves you know treat ourselves with love and you will feel loved because you are enough you know absolutely absolutely and if you do have those thoughts like creeping into your head which you will because it's natural um just remember like would I say that to my best friend no I wouldn't okay so why why am I saying it to myself and you know what I also sign up to this thing called the universe and it sends me an email every single morning and this one has just come in always Zoe it's the one with the certain and definite dream who boldly steps into the uncertain and indefinite, who goes the furthest and throws the best after parties. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's me. They know you so well. I mean, everyone's invited when we can. Um, Okay, listen, thank you for listening to the podcast. As always, we would love you to rate, review, and subscribe. And please, please, please tell all your friends about it if you know somebody that's not listening um, to us that could do with a bit of uh, a bit of a nudge. Please do it for us. Yeah, and we always welcome feedback. So please, if you have any suggestions for what you'd like to see us talking about, guests, I mean, anything really, just drop us a DM at Made by Mummers and we'll be back on Tuesday. See you then. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.